0: going on people it is sparky and ryan horvath uh, and here to hopefully help you as a packer fan get through some tough times of being a packer fan uh, at this point hopefully Horvat losing his mind um, helps you know that you're not alone you are not alone uh, in this feeling this sinking feeling of oh my god what are we doing I, I feel sick to my stomach. I've never really experienced anything like this because I've only been alive since the 90s. Um, and this is horrible. And again, folks, I, I'm going to tell you we're going to talk about the Russell Douglas trade, um, and the draft picks, NFL trade deadline, uh, job security with this backers coaching staff, all that's coming up. But if you grew up in Wisconsin, and if you root for the traditional Wisconsin teams, which a lot of people don't anymore around here, but if you did, you know, Brewers fan, you watched losing a lot, right? Unless you were born after the Prince Field during the Prince Fielder era, then maybe you didn't watch losing all that much, but if you were born before that, 26 years without making the playoffs, 11 straight years without even being 500, 11 years they didn't win as many games as they lost for 11 straight years. That sucks. Live through it. Uh Bucks fans, uh, again, same thing. Prior to Giannis, sucked. One year, Eastern Conference Finals, uh, got screwed uh, and never went to the NBA Finals against the Lakers that year. But outside of that one year, sucked for a majority of my life. Uh, again, 80s, they were really good, but couldn't get past Philly or Boston in the playoffs to ever get to an NBA Finals. But they were consistent division winners and that type of stuff uh, in the early to mid 80s. So if you've been fans of those teams and you're a little bit older, you know what this is. what is going on here. This is what they call a rebuild. And what happens in a rebuild, normally, normally, you tear it down to the studs and you start over. That's normally how this goes. Now, there are some organizations that will try to play the happy horse crap of, we're going to play it in the middle. We're going to have just enough guys to try and keep us around a few games under 500 or so and never really bottom out. Uh, But hopefully be able to rebound quicker into the playoffs because we never do bottom out. And then, you know, we have our draft picks and so forth. I'm not as big of a believer in that philosophy. I'm more of a believer of tear it down to the studs um, and start this damn thing over and get a bunch of high draft picks like the Niners did for all those years and building their defense. This is where I think my opinion on this Rajul Douglas trade is different than a lot of yours because a lot of you, when they saw Rajul Douglas in a five to Buffalo for a three, immediately on my Twitter account, I see, oh, a third. Yeah, he's great in the third round. Boy, Brian Kunikunz gets another third. Lucky us. Everybody all pissed off. And I answered a couple of you. I didn't have time to answer everybody. A couple of you. And I said, guys, who cares? Like you, you have multiple threes now. You can package your pick, extra picks, and move up in the first round. Like we talked about in the last podcast, if you want to go from five to two or five to one or six to two, whatever, you now have that extra pick and you have other picks that you can now package together to move up. Because he got that pick does not mean he's drafting at that number or at that pick in the third round. He can package it to move up. He can package that in a two and move back into the first round and have two first round picks this year and still have plenty of room in the second and the third to make additional draft choices. He's giving himself options come draft time in April. And this is him telling you we're not any good for those of you that thought we were. We're not. And yes, now Valentine and Valentine, that is just funny to me. Are now going to have to play more. Right. And regardless of what in time it is, is going to be a struggle for both of these two dudes as they try to grow and learn how to play the game of football like it has been on the offensive side of the football. This was not a bad trade. This was a good trade because they are not making moves for now. They weren't making moves for now before the season, and they're not doing it during the middle of the season. Anyhow, this is, in my opinion, consistency from Brian Goodenkunst at this point as far as what he's doing, Ryan Horvath.
1: Um, I think Brian Gudikins is still very, very bad at his job. I think he needs to go. I think he should have been fired three weeks ago. I thought he should have been fired three years ago. Here's my issue. This shouldn't be a rebuild. You know why this shouldn't be a rebuild? Because you know who's still an elite football player? Aaron Rodgers. You know who's still an elite football player? Devontae Adams. You know who's still an elite football player? Bunch of guys. You know who we don't have? any elite football players, you know, what we could still have the best wide receiver quarterback combination in the national football league. And you know what? The NFC is a dumpster fire, baby. It's a dumpster fire. You know, who sucks Atlanta, you know, who's going to get in the playoffs with Desmond Ritter or Heineke or Desmond you
0: Ritter benched for Taylor Heineke. It looks yeah, like this week. Yeah, exactly.
1: And you know what? There'll be a playoff team. Yep. So this is nonsense teams like the green Bay Packers shouldn't rebuild the Seattle Seahawks didn't rebuild. Pete Carroll. They just sucked
0: for a couple of years.
1: With Russell Wilson because they got old, but they didn't rebuild. They didn't trade away Russell Wilson and then say, oh, Russ is gone. So you guys can have DK Metcalf. They like, got lucky. They got, they got the lucky. Full they, full didn't know Gito,
0: they didn't know Gino Smith was going to be that good. There's no way. They got completely lucky on the Geno Smith signing. They were just trying to get to be not that great and make a good draft pick. And all of a sudden, Geno Smith balled out and like, holy crap, what is this? He wasn't supposed to be very good. Locks suck because that was a bad draft pick. So now we're going to try and get another good quarterback. And then he played out of his mind. And then they got stuck into giving him a long-term contract.
1: All right. So, um, this, but this should have never been a rebuild. You know why it shouldn't be a rebuild? Because I thought the reason you didn't draft T. Higgins or anybody that you could have used when you were winning 13 games was because you wanted to make the transition. Just boop, just a short little transition. Nice little easy transition where Aaron was going to the playoffs year two as starting quarterback. Yeah, they won six games, but that was because the defense stunk. Aaron had actual weapons. We were able to evaluate Aaron. This isn't fair to Jordan Love. And if Jordan Love's Goody's boy, like, I would never do this to my boy. You know what I mean? Like, back in the day, I wouldn't say, hey, there's this sorority party. Every girl there is ugly as hell. You're going to hate every single one of them. They have terrible personalities. Let's go. No, I'd say, hey, I have um, social science. I don't even know if that's a class. It's been a while, man. I have this class with this girl. She's cute. I think you would like her. Let's all go hang out tonight and try to hook my boy up, set him up for success. Goody's got Jordan Love throwing the ball to, I love Jaden Reed. He's a rookie. Christian Watson can't stay healthy. Romeo Dobbs, Luke Musgrave. I thought that was a country singer. You know what I mean? And I like these guys, but they're young as hell. So I just feel like, man, like Goot really screwed this team because those draft picks, all I heard about that draft I hated, me and Bart Winkler were on the air. And I was laughing about Josiah DeGuara. I hated the Jordan Love pick. I hated the A.J. Dillon pick. You know why I hated those picks? Because they didn't help you win. You just went to the NFC Championship game and got blown out the effing doors by the San Francisco 49ers with a third-string running back. Jimmy Garoppolo dropped back nine times in that game. You got embarrassed. You got pants in the NFC Championship game. So you should have tried to upgrade the team. Instead, you built for four years down the road. Now we're four years down the road, and guess what? These guys suck, and half of them aren't even on the team. Where's Kamal Martin and the rest of those bums? I'll tell you where they are. They're bagging groceries down the street. They're in the USFL. They're in the XFL. Brian Gudikins cannot evaluate talent. Shout out to Rashawn Gary for getting the bag. You know, glad to see him get paid a day after they cost me a bunch of money. I would love to see. I love Rashawn Gary. What a weird week to pay him. He hasn't had a sack in three weeks. Here's my issue. If you're going to trade away Rasul Douglas, why not trade away uh, Preston Smith? Look how he's grading out as a pass rusher. Trade them all away, anybody with any value. That's because what, they what, what done. message are you sending to that locker room? You had one leader. You had one guy that was upset Sunday. You're all pro corner that's making how much money? That's the kind of BS attitude we get in the locker room. I thought Aaron Nagler said it best, man. Like, I get He might be playing injured. But we're judging you with what you're putting on the field. And what you're putting on the field is crap. And if you're hurt, sit out if you can't move out there. And you know what? At least you know, like show some freaking leadership, man. You're one of the oldest guys in that locker room. And then Rasul Douglas is hurt after the game in his pads. And that's the guy we trade away. What does that send to like what message does that send to these young guys, man? When do these young guys stop giving start giving up? You know, I see Goot today at his press conference. Like, am I on drugs? Am I I on drugs? Did I really see this quote? Josh Myers is playing the best football since he's been here. Am I on drugs? Brian just tells you how bad he's been. Mark Murphy, get out of here. Matt LaFleur, I'll pack your bags for you. You know what? I'll be nice to Jordan Love the rest of the way because he's surrounded by freaking idiots, just like Aaron was for decades. And Aaron was the ultimate deodorant, like I always said, covering up the stink of this organization. I'm a Ted guy. Towards the end, Ted lost it a little bit. You did. I I mean – Ted won us the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, sure. He reached on a lot of guys. He hit on some guys, too. Ted always knew when it was time to say goodbye to guys, too. You know what I mean? Um, didn't always pay the right guys, but that's what's so frustrating. is It's like this is supposed to – I know it's a rebuild, Sparky, but it's supposed to be a rebuild where you could beat teams like the Raiders and the Broncos. The Raiders just fired their coach at 1 a.m. They beat us two weeks ago. I hate this team. They bring no joy to my life because some idiot ruined everything. I don't care if Aaron had to go, if Aaron had a bad attitude and he wanted to go elsewhere. You could still have Devontae Adams on this freaking team. You still could have drafted George Pickens. You could have drafted T Higgins. This team, you take the most talented guy, not the nice kid who might be good in three years, Lucas Van S. You take the talented guy. You take the Jalen Carters of the world. Sorry, I'm all fired up because I hate this team. They don't bring me any joy anymore. Sorry. And it's because of Gutekinds. He's bad. And everybody continues to carry water. Why? He's bad at his job. He is bad. I keep asking everybody, who's your favorite draft pick? The same answer, Rashawn Gary. People that say, Jair, are you on crack? He hasn't done anything in two years. I'm so sick of hearing about the shoulder injury. It was three years ago. It's like Derrick Rose's knees. Sorry. There couple
0: things. This is what happens when you have long, (laughs) sustained success, like the Packers have had for 30 years. They cashed two Super Bowls in 30 years. Well, three, technically, but they won two of them. 30 years. People have only known this. This is all they know. And now, for the first time, there is going to be tough times, and you're going to have to get through it. And this anger and emotion that Ryan Horvath has is felt by a majority of you, I would say of this team did bring you joy for a majority of your life watching this team maybe your whole life you always knew they were going to win 10 games they're going to be in the playoffs may not win the division but they're going to be in the playoffs and then maybe your heartbroken in the playoffs but at least they were going to be in the playoffs you're never going to be the lions or the bears or the vikings the vikings actually have been consistently pretty good but the lions and the bears you were never going to be them well here we sit no more hall of fame quarterback Uh, And the general manager decided that he was going to rebuild this thing straight up. The general manager cannot decide to rebuild this thing straight up without the owner, in this case, Mark Murphy's approval to do such a thing. And that is why Murphy is not going to fire Gutekunst. He knew what the plan was. They knew. Jordan Love knew the plan. Matt LaFleur knew the plan. And Brian Gutekunst knew the plan. You may not have realized the plan, but they knew exactly what was going to happen. And now, to your point, Ryan Horvath, and it's a great one, the big leader you had on the defensive side of the ball, you just showed the door to. You have no leadership on the offensive side of the ball outside of Aaron Jones. That's all you got over there. And then on the defensive side of the ball, now who's going to be that guy? Is Rashawn Gary going to be that guy? Jair Alexander, as Ryan Horvath pointed out, is pouting like a five-year-old. Because he didn't get his way. He's never experienced losing. This is the first time. These guys don't know what it's like to lose. Just like you as a fan don't know what it's like to lose. And they're frustrated and they're pissed off. Now, as far as will they quit? Yep, they're going to quit. There's no question. The defensive side of the ball is definitely going to quit. Now, are they going to quit this week? I Probably not. Are they going to quit by the time we get done with the season with three or four games to go? Probably. And... Now the tough job is for Matt LaFleur is not to worry about that because that is what it is. Like, I, what are you going to say to them to tell them that they shouldn't quit? I I, I don't know what you're going to tell them. Your main focus has to be not worrying about the defense, not caring what the defense does. You have to figure out how to get this offense going so it looks respectable before the end of the season and guys are running the right routes and, and Jordan Love looks like a decent quarterback. That's what has to happen between now and the end of the season. Special teams don't care. Defense don't care. All I care about is you invested all this time into the offense as far as draft picks and not get trading. The Tom Silverstein article, they weren't trying to trade for anybody. They were chilled. The one guy they were trying to get was a backup running back on another team. My guess would be Zach Moss, but that's just a guess. They were trying to get a backup running back, and then that team got cold feet and didn't pull the trade with green Bay. Now I will say this, that makes no damn sense. You can't run block for anybody. I, if you're going to tell me that Zach Moss or somebody else is going to come in here and do better than what Aaron Jones is going to do, you're full of it. You're absolutely full of it. You don't trust Aaron Jones to do the job, but you think a backup on some other team is better than Aaron Jones. Come on, man. Hey, there's no way unless Unless he's more hurt than we know and he's never going to be 100 percent the rest of the year. And they wanted somebody that could go. Because obviously AJ Dillon's not that guy. But that maybe that was the case. Tom Silverstein's piece in Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I I I I just I, I want to emphasize something. At the end of his piece, and it was a very well done piece, and I love Spoon. The end of his piece, he said if they don't show improvement by the end of the year, it's going to be a lost season. I disagree. I I totally 1000% disagree. You had to have this season to let them grow to see what happens next year. The 15 win season for the bucks allowed you to grow to what you ended up becoming. Now, if in 2024, this offense sucks still and nobody's gotten any better from where they were at the start of 23 and it's garbage, then yes, then Goody gets fired, Lafleur gets fired, and this is all done next year, and everybody's put out their misery, and they got to start over. But you aren't going to really know. There's two points you're going to know. One, in December, you'll know. And to Spoon's point, it's, well, if they aren't any better by the end of December, it's a lost season. You won't truly know, in my opinion, until you get through September of next year. Then you'll know. If when you get through September of next year, this offense is going one, two, three punt consistently and nothing's happening. LaFleur's going to get fired, Goody's going to get fired, and they're going to have to start over. But if they come out in next September and they're balling and they're one of the better offenses in the league, then everybody's going to have to say, okay, it sucked, but obviously it was worth it. It, it got us to where we needed to be in 2024, which still may not be a playoff team, but at least the offense looks more like what you thought it was going to look. That's when you'll be able to judge whether or not this was a lost year or not in my opinion right all
1: right so um but if it's they don't win another game the rest of the season and nothing changes right now I'm looking at the 2024 NFL mock draft as uh, yes of, I've looked at many of those right as of today the Green Bay Packers would be selecting at number six. Yep. I think that they're going to finish with a worse record than the Patriots. I think they're going to finish with a worse record than the New York football giants. Maybe, maybe even the bears, man. Um, and I'm just looking at it like this, you know, if, if Drake may or Caleb Williams is there, you've seen enough that you want Jordan love back though. Like that's what I'm saying. You needed to see something from Jordan love to decide if he's your guy, because those are like once in a generation quarterbacks. I, I, I don't know that, <clears throat> I'm ready to move on and like start with a young dude for like Bo Nix, Michael Penix, even JJ McCarthy. But if it's Drake may or Caleb Williams, I think you have to go there. Even if Arizona has the number one pick, you know what I mean? And they have Kyler Murray. They're going to move on from Kyler Murray. Cause they're going to have to go Caleb Williams or Drake may, you know, it's like in the NBA dude. Like, I mean, it's different because it's positionless basketball, but this year, if you had number one, you had to go web and Yama or you trade out of it and get a bunch. But that's the thing. Like, I haven't seen enough from Jordan love. I don't want to be a Jordan love hater. I don't think it's very fair. And hopefully if it wasn't in green Bay, he'd get another opportunity. And he would look at the dudes that are starting at quarterback this week, man, like PJ Walker and these guys, you know, Mitch Trubisky might be starting a game again. Um, So yeah, I, that's my issue is I like, I needed to see something, but now that it's bad and they're not making the playoffs, now I just want it to get real bad, and I want, I want the best draft pick. Even if it's not the quarterback of the future, Caleb Williams or Drake May, and they're like, hey, Jordan loves our guy. He just needs more help. You get a Joe out, the tackle from Notre Dame. Although I'm a Notre Dame guy, man. That Louisville game worries me a little bit. He was getting knocked around, pushed around. I might want like a big, mean SEC guy rather than him. Or you get Marvin Harrison. And then Jordan Love has the best wide receiver in the last four to five drafts, maybe. It's hard to say that, though, because these receivers are so damn good. But I so that's why I, I agree and disagree. Um, it's just like, you know, it's just tough to be a fan of this team right now. And uh, I actually forgot my son's home from school today. Sorry for yelling, bud. I'm not going to be like a yeller all season long. But the reason I'm so pissed <laughs> off is just because I don't like Brian Gudekins. I really don't. And I I don't. I'm Mark Murphy, the person, is fine. And he's a good business guy. I get but I just, I don't like this. I don't like these drafts. I never like these drafts. And you know, I'm not trying to be like, Oh, I'm smarter than everybody because I watch college football. Everybody does mock drafts and we all bitch and complain about these drafts. I'm not saying Lucas Van S can't be a player in two, three years, but if Jordan loves your guy, again, this goes back to Jordan love should be tied to Brian Gudekins anyway. You know, like any other, like, if this is a bigger market, like Chicago, you know what I mean? Like Ryan Pace is no longer with the Chicago bears because he was tied to Mitchell Trubisky um polls will be fine because he's not tied to Justin Fields that was another Ryan Pace thing and then Justin Fields didn't look good as a rookie and he was canned you know what I mean so like the pressure should be on goo and so I don't know that's what's so frustrating with this team is they're bad and then the guys that did care because we still have to show up every Sunday you know people are dying waiting on the season ticket list people aren't giving up their tickets and we're all going to be there you know I'm going to complain but as you see on my fridge, go pack. Go. like I'm still a fan. I'm going to be there every Sunday and I get, we're not going to win 10, 11 games, but I at least want to watch guys that care. I don't want to see Jair give up a seven yard reception to make it third and one and do his secret dance. You know what I mean? Or, you know, Kirk Cousins, airmail one into section 320, an uncatchable ball where your receiver had you beat and you're doing the sword chop. Okay. You know, and, and so that's my issue. And then there was a guy in that locker room that cared in Ross Douglas, a fan favorite. And now he's gone. And now we got to watch guys like Valentine, Valentine, Denzel, Valentine, Denzel, Washington, like nothing, nothing. Josh Schneider in the chat right now. He don't want to see that nonsense. Goot needs to go. Thank you, Joshua Schneider. Start the movement. I see even some of the diehards are like, Goot's got to go. He's tearing apart our team. And you know what? Bring me back, Devontae. I'm just kidding on that. All right. Sorry, Spark. Go on.
0: (laughs) Uh, Josh also points out on the YouTube chat. The thing I think will happen is they give love one more year and they draft. Uh, Fashano or Alt. Me personally, I want Harrison. I will say this, though. I don't trust Goot with a top five pick. I will say this as well. I love Marvin Harrison Jr. That's who I want. Having said all of that, would you take... See, my dream combo. I'll tell you my dream combo. If I'm the Raiders. Jessica Alba. You could yeah. put it to Green yeah. Bay if you decide. No. Well, I love Jessica Alba, though. But no, <laughs> I'm talking about if if you're talking about Coach GM. If If I had a team opening right now, who am I spending my money on? I'm signing John Dorsey to be my GM and Jim Harbaugh is my coach in the NFL. That's who I'm rolling with. And let's see what happens and go from there. I love that comment. John Dorsey's a great talent evalu- evaluator. Fine. He doesn't get the salary cap. Then give him somebody that does and let him be the right-hand guy to John Dorsey. Hire Andrew Brandt, put him back on a team. Let Andrew Brandt, they've worked together in Green Bay. Let Andrew Brandt be his VP guy. Get rid of Russ Ball. And let Andrew Brandt come in and t- work with John and make sure the salary cap stuff is good. And let John make draft picks. John knows how to draft guys. That has been proven. Or th- He's in Detroit. Think it's a coincidence what that draft looks like. He's running their talent department over there. I'm telling you, dude's legit. So Dorsey as GM with the Raiders, Harbaugh as coach, and get out of their way and let them work. And I think that works itself out in Green Bay. Same thing. Like I wouldn't be mad at that if they fired Lafleur and hired Harbaugh. And I don't like Jim Harbaugh. To clarify, he's going to win. He's won everywhere he's been. He won at Stanford. He won with the Niners. He's won, he's turned Michigan around, even though he got cheaters on his staff to help him. Either way, it's turned around, and now he's a national championship contender with Michigan when that thing was lost in, the, in a dumpster fire for years. To me, that would make sense. But not firing Matt LaFleur for another Matt LaFleur, right? I'm not going from Matt LaFleur to unproven coach who's a young... Like you talk talking about Ben Johnson. Yeah, Maybe he's a good head coach. Maybe. We don't know. We didn't know about Matt LaFleur. I want somebody proven. If this is going to be how this is going to be, and you're going to fire everybody and freak out, Mark Murphy, then I want a proven head coach that's had success at this level. Jim Harbaugh has had success, and he's coached in college, which means he's coached young kids before. He knows how to relate to young kids. They buy into Jim Harbaugh. That's been proven at Michigan. Like That makes sense if we're going to get rid of LaFleur. I don't think they will. Uh, But that's what I would do if you're going to get rid of of LaFleur.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not going to argue with you on that one, man. You know, I'd take Jim Harbaugh, too. The only thing you worry is, like, maybe, like, um, his, like, the pro game passed them by a little bit because the game's changed a little bit. But remember, like, he completely did things a different way because they had Alex Smith, and he made the change for Colin Kaepernick. They were running the RPO stuff. You know, Seattle was running some stuff with Russell Wilson. But everybody caught on, you know, to the RG3 Kaepernick stuff. But remember how good he made Kaepernick look? Look what he's doing with J.J. McCarthy. You know, and I'm not saying J.J. McCarthy isn't good, but I did watch J.J. McCarthy in high school in Nazareth get just embarrassed by Mount Carmel so bad that he cried and he had to go to uh, IMG Academy the next year. But but you make a good point, man, because Harbaugh is good with these young dudes. He's good with quarterbacks, like with J.J. McCarthy, and he's a – He's a uh, player's coach too. Like look at the way he talks about JJ McCarthy, best quarterback ever at Michigan, this, that. Um, So I'm fine with that. But the reason I like Ben Johnson is I think he could get the most out of Jordan Love. Again, Jordan Love is not, it doesn't even have anything to do with he's throwing to young dudes. Two weeks ago, he was a perfect nine for nine on play action. I'm going to watch the all 22 today. I don't recall like barely any play action being used in this game. It's not just about using motion, like do something with this motion, right? Get the ball to your playmakers. But you got to use more play action. And the one thing about Ben Johnson, look what he's doing with Jared Goff. You know, Jared Goff didn't even look that good when he was with McVay. The Super Bowl year maybe, but then the two years after that, absolutely not. That's why he's been moved. Um, And Jared Goff looks really good. So I think Ben Johnson could get the most out of Jordan Love. Or if you're getting Drake May, Caleb Williams, I think he could develop those guys. So I would either want Ben Johnson or a proven guy like Jim Harbaugh. Um, Don't get me like – don't get me one – like – I love um, Luana Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati. I don't want him. I don't want a defensive guy because we got a quarterback problem now for the first time in 30 years. Now we got to develop some some young dudes here.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on uh, to the next one. We're going to talk about the extra draft picks and so forth and what you want to do with them. I think Ryan is in agreement with me on this. I, I don't need them to sit and stand pat because according to Silverstein's article in the Journal Sentinel, they're going to have one, their own one, They're going to have two twos because they get the Jets. They're going to have two threes because they get the Bills. They're going to have two fours and they get the compensation pick that they're expected to get uh, for losing these free agents. It means you're going to have, what is it, two, four, six, seven picks in the first four rounds? I mean, that is a lot of players. If you say five picks through the first two days, that's a lot of which should be high-quality players. And even having said that, I think I would still rather package those things together, move up in the first round, get a stud like Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, and then package some more picks together and get back into the first round and get a future left tackle. To me, I would love to see them come out of that draft with Marvin Harrison Jr. and a future left tackle for the next 10 years in the first round versus drafting all five of those picks.
1: Yeah, We talked about Jessica Alba a second ago. I want Drake May the same way that I wanted her after I saw the movie, honey, I want Drake May. I need Drake May. If Drake May is available, if there's any way to trade up for him, I want him the same way that I wanted Justin Jefferson, man. I would never, I would never, ever, ever let, let live that down if he was available, but I'm with you. Um, I don't think that that's going to be a realistic option. I would like to package those things or get a proven player. You know, I mean, um, you know, A.J. Browns don't come along every once in a while. But, God, I really wish Green Bay would have got him. Do you see his numbers? Not to sidetrack, he's putting up better numbers than T.O. put up that year yep. that the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. He's a freak, man. But if you could get mm-hmm. like somebody like that, You know, when he's still young, because that's when the league's changed a little bit. Like, look at the trade deadline yesterday. You didn't see that many moves back in the day. It's almost like the NFL is becoming the NBA, especially with these receivers. Tyreek getting moved, Devontae getting moved. So if you could stock some picks and get a proven player that's still under 26 years old, that's maybe just in a bad situation, cool. Um, But yeah, I'm with you, man. I want a Marvin Harrison. I want a Joel. I want a franchise-changing player, even if it's not the sexiest pick. Because, I mean, Jordan Love might look a lot better if he isn't under pressure. Although, you know what? I don't know. Jordan Love sometimes looks better when he's under pressure than when he's got a clean pocket, and that's what scares the you-know-what out of me about Jordan Love and why I would like a Drake May. Let me ask you one quick question, Spark. What if um, Jordan Love, What if, you don't like Kyler Murray? No? No, absolutely not. No. All right, then just never mind. Let's not no. even go on that. All right.
0: Listen, I, I'm not against Drake May or Caleb Williams if that's what they decide they want to do and move on from Jordan Love. that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'm not a big Caleb Williams guy. I've watched three of his games because I'm staying up late seemingly every night. So I've watched like three of his games this year. Um, Not overly super impressed. Uh, May, I haven't seen him play at all this year. I saw him play last year. Uh, He looked pretty good. Um, How good either one of them are, don't know. But if you are going to do this, Jordan Love is on the last year of his deal. So what's that going to look like? You're going to cut Jordan Love? Are you going to trade Jordan Love? Because you are not bringing back Jordan Love to be a backup for the guy you just drafted. That is not going to work. So you've got to figure out that. So if you're like, okay, I'm taking this guy and now I'm going to go to Atlanta because they made the playoffs and they're not going to get a quarterback and try and trade them Jordan Love for like a five or a six or something with one year left on his deal if they decide to bail on Desmond Ritter. Okay, maybe fine. But I don't want Jordan Love in the same locker room as whoever the first pick is going into this thing. And then you have to go back to your fan base and go, okay, folks, um, this is the hard part, right? I mean, you'll enjoy it. But the hard part is eating humble pie. Brian Goodenken has to get in front of the room and go, hey, man, I know he's been sitting here this whole time. And I know I didn't give him the best chance of winning, but I didn't think we'd have an opportunity to get this, you know, once in every 10-year player, pick the name. Um, so we had to go this way. We wish Jordan loved the, the best in Atlanta or wherever you end up trading him to and you move forward. But you then are going to just catch it from everybody in the league of you sat that dude for three years and could have had all these other dudes instead. And you screwed this whole thing up for a guy that you bailed on after one year as a starter and with you did not put him in a position to succeed. Like good accounts will look God awful if he makes a pick of a quarterback in the first round, he'll look awful. If he goes Harrison Jr., no harm, no foul. If he goes offensive tackle, no harm, no foul. If he goes quarterback, there's so much egg on this dude's face. You're asking him to essentially swallow his ego to make that pick. That's a big ask of somebody in that position.
1: Yeah, but that's my issue with Gutikins. It's his stupid ego, man. It was like, you know what I mean? That's why when you're the general manager, when you're the suit, Obviously, star wide receiver, star quarterback, always going to have an ego. You swallow yours and you say, yes, sir, Aaron, whatever you would like. Yes, sir, Devontae, whatever you would like. You know why? Because they're good football players. And at the end of the day, you're judged off winning football games. And I don't care if Aaron's a jerk or Devontae's a jerk. Neither of them are jerks. They're both good teammates. You should have kept running it back. I don't care if you lose in the NFC Championship game every year. You know it's fun? Winning 13 games and getting there. You know it's not fun? Losing to Jimmy frickin' Garoppolo and Russell Wilson, who is playing good ball, though. 16 touchdowns to four picks. It's funny. Like, yeah. Mahomes has eight picks. Nobody talks about that. Same thing with Josh Allen. But, no, no, I mean, um, yeah, I, I just think that you, I mean, I would have more respect for Brian Gutekinds if he just admitted, hey, I was wrong hey, yeah, we have a chance to get a guy like Drake May here rather than, you know, keep running Jordan Love out there if he's not the guy. Um, that's just the way that I see it, though.
0: All right, let's move on. Uh, last topic, curious. Uh, Packers job security. I just did an interview with uh, Paul Brittle uh, from PackersWire.com. Uh, and You can get on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at on the 1250amthefan.com website as well. And I believe, I think I put it in the Curtin Long feed too if, so you can just listen to it there. It's like 15 minutes long. We talked about Packers job security in the interview run and I've not seen anybody anywhere bring up Jason Vrabel's name and I don't understand why. He's the wide receivers coach. His guys aren't running the right routes. They've had OTAs. They've had training camp. They've had half an NFL season and they still don't know the playbook and they're still not doing their jobs correctly. If your job is to have them ready and put them in a position to succeed, are you really doing your job? No, I go to the lines last year. They fired Aubrey Pleasant, the secondary coach, because they said that was going to fix the defense. And guess what? It did. They got better after that. If it's me, Jason Brabel, deuces. It's been real. I'm done. I've had my fill of that. Let's talk about the offensive line coach, Luke Butkus. He was the assistant offensive line coach to Stetovitz before he got promoted offensive coordinator. Now do please tell what in the hell he's done to help make this offensive line better because they've gotten significantly worse. They're not any better. There's another guy. Stenovich. you're not calling plays. You're offensive line coach again. Luke, you're out of here. Bye-bye. Then I'm taking that salary, whatever the hell that was, and I'm going to go find me an old former head coach for the rest of the year to put on this staff and help Matt LaFleur try to figure out what the hell is going on. And that old guy, whoever that is, is going to tell me, Brian Gutekunst, what really the hell is going on in that locker room and, and what's going on with this offense and what the issues are. That's it. I'm done. And as far as, whoa, who's going to replace Jason Frable I don't give a damn. Go hire James Jones off of TV. Put him in the coaching room. I, doesn't matter to me who you hire. Any former NFL wide receiver I'm good with. I'd hire Randall Cobb if he wasn't on the Jets. Hire somebody and put him in that room and let him work with these wide receivers. I'm sure Jason Vrabel will be a fine wide receivers coach in 10 years, but we don't have time to wait for him to develop because you're trying to groom a bunch of young coaches at the same time. You're trying to groom a bunch of young players and it's all on the same side of the damn football. Like it's, it's absolutely insane to me. So you're not going to fire LaFleur. You're not going to fire Goody. You're not going to fire Joe Barry. I get all of this. I've accepted it and I understand it, but that wide receivers coach for sure should be moved on from, and you should bring somebody else in and see if that person can help these young wide receivers figure out how to do their jobs correctly. Because they've had long enough, and this needs to be fixed. And in short order, otherwise, you're never going to be able to assess Jordan Love because none of these guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing, Ryan Hormont.
1: Yeah, I can't call for any of those guys' jobs because they're all friends of my friends. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, but the thing is, LaFleur, we know how loyal he is, man. He's not going to get rid of any of these guys on his staff. He's not going to get rid of Joe Barry. And I don't think the fact no, that definitely- no, 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 no. I don't care. This is not
0: LaFleur's call. Let me
1: be very clear. This is not LaFleur's call.
0: This is Gutekunst's call. And if he ain't going to say something, if I'm Mark Murphy, screw the silos, or whatever else they said, I'm walking down to Gutekunst's office and saying, listen here I'm not firing you because I know what we were in for. I ain't firing Matt. That's fine. But I'm done with the wide receivers, coach. I'm done watching wide receivers yes. run the wrong routes. I'm done watching all 22s of guys. That, that dude is gone. Yes, I'm making the call. And again, okay. this is against everything I believe. I don't want somebody mentoring. I don't want somebody meddling as an owner. But if LaFleur's not going to do it and Judy doesn't have the guts to do it, then he's going to have to step in and say, enough. I'm done. I'm done watching this. He's had enough time. He's young. He'll get a job somewhere else, but
1: we got to go. No, I mean, I agree, man. Like a lot of it, it has to come down to coaching. I just, I don't know that they do it in season. I think that they probably wait until after the season. I mean, I have no idea. I, I have no idea what the goal is here the rest of the way, I guess just get the young guys out there, see who could play, who's going to be part of this future and who's not. I mean, I thought the reporters actually did a good job, especially Jason Wildy today, kind of like roasting or grilling, I should say good a little bit. You know, hey, you say you're worried about beating the Rams. You just traded away one of your better defensive backs and your corner room's already not very good. So I don't know. I guess it's just all about evaluating the dudes that you do have. But I'm with you with the coaching staff. Yeah, like if LaFleur is going to be too loyal to these guys, Good has to step in. But I don't know that it starts with like Vrabel and the wide receiver coach. I think you send a, big, a bigger message and Joe Barry's got to go. Cause the defense still sucks. And those are your draft picks. I, I don't care well, about well, it. spark. What I'm saying is either like Goot admits okay. that hey, I evaluated wrong. Right. I missed on all these picks or it's Joe Barry's fault. Like, Hey, we have the talent. It's just the but coach. What if,
0: but what's the biggest objective of the season? The biggest objective of the season is to evaluate Jordan love, especially if we're going to be at one or two in the damn draft. I mean, if they don't win another game, you have to know what you're doing at quarterback. Like you just said, like if, If Drake May is there, Caleb Williams, and you got to go to Mark Murphy and go, I don't know. I don't know how good he is. I think he's good, but we really kind of screwed, screwed this whole thing up. So I really don't know. Like he was kind of screwed all season. I didn't do anything to help. That's why that's a bigger objective to me than Joe Barry. I know Joe Barry stinks, but at the end of the day, going into next season, I have to find out about my quarterback and I can't find out about my quarterback if the wide receivers and tight ends don't know what the hell they're doing.
1: Well, then you got to fire LaFleur in season because he calls the offense. He calls the plays. You know, I mean, like that's the thing. Everybody wants to rip Stenovich. Fine, but LaFleur's the play caller. LaFleur's the head coach. He has his fingerprints all over this offense. He's a control freak. I don't know if you believe Kurt Bankard or whatever the hell his name is, but you know what I mean? I mean, so like that's the thing. What's firing the receiver coach or the tight end coach or the O-line coach? What's that going to do? if Matt LaFleur is still there. I, that's why I think it sucks, but you just wait until the end of the season and it's a clean sweep. And you just bring in a new coach and he picks his own staff.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we'll have that'll do it for another edition of Kurd and Long. Thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day. Again, don't forget, these things are downloaded Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by 5 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast app, or you can check us out on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a